Tanner, you'll be mildly interested to know that my whole family is uh, just at the tail end, hopefully, of four days of uh, a wasting disease. Oh, okay. Which yeah. one? T- tuberculosis, cholera, like something like pretty old-fashioned, right? Something we're definitely inoculated against. The thing that I kept thinking of during the process was, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in, cabin fever. Cabin in the Woods is the other one where they're like part of some kind of like industrial corporate machine full of monsters. Yeah. Cabin fever. Sure. Yeah. It kind of seemed like that. The finger was banging like, scene? No, not specifically that scene, though I did. So last night while I was like exorcist vomiting all over the bathroom, <laughs> I like started thinking about cabin fever, like in between heaving. And then, like, one's mind inevitably wanders to that finger-banging scene, which, you know, guys, if you haven't seen it, don't bother. I wouldn't. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And, I like, I very distinctly remember being like, I do not want to be thinking about this right now. I do not want to be, like, using brain space to think about that. What if you died throwing up, (laughs) and that's what you were thinking about when you died? (laughs) That would suck. That's how you, like, come back as a ghost. Yeah, that's why I would come back as a ghost. It's like, Maybe just give me time to cowboys. think about anything else, you know, like reading stories to my kids or something. Anything other. Yeah. It's like the last thing he thought about was that fucking <laughs> finger-banging scene from... Cabin Fever, yeah. We're not going to say what happens in it. If you haven't seen it, that's great. No, you don't. Don't, need to. don't see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it was like that, where it was just like, you know, like, you seem fine until you're not. And you're like, oh, man, I can't believe this happened to my wife. Or like, I can't believe this happened to Cyril. He was vomiting everywhere. And Cyril doesn't know how to vomit. Sorry to, for a vomit talk. But he doesn't know how to. So he'll be like, I feel really sick. And I'll be like, all right, let's go to the bathroom. And he'd be like, I don't want to. And I'll be like, it's about to get worse <laughs> if you don't come with me to the bathroom right now. <laughs> so it's yeah. been a mess. It's been a horrible mess. We've all been so very sick, just with a terrible wasting disease from cabin fever. So sick. I can't eat anything. I tried to make some soup before this record. Uh, and necrotizing fasciitis is what they have in um cabin fever yes i think it's it's a flesh-eating bacteria and that's what you have and it's that's what i have eating away at your genitals it's eating me alive yeah specifically first i think is often how it happens okay yeah Mm -hmm. that sounds right there's not a lot of documented cases of it there is the film cabin in the woods yes or not cabin in the woods um, the the documentary uh but yeah so it's that it's the from the documentary cabin fever but you're feeling you seem like you're you're sprightly now or are you still feeling I feel feeling great bad? except that uh my tummy feels really bad and I can't eat anything. Yeah. Mhm. But I don't know, it felt like I needed to catch up on that. Everyone had it in the house. We all got so sick. Kind of at different times. Lewis had it and Lewis was the coolest about it. He just like sat in his Who brought it in? Lewis, 100%. Lewis is absolutely patient zero, no question. He just like yeah. crawls around in his daycare like touching other babies it's like it's, drinking out of lakes that have like <laughs> dead bodies in them yeah exactly Which i think is how it starts in cabin that's fever. how it starts yeah i'm not gonna lie to you i did recently within i would say the last month mm-hmm. watch i would i think probably about a 45 minute video where <laughs> someone was trying to analyze what disease everyone in cabin okay. fever was dying of okay yeah as i think part of a series on youtube where they try to analyze the science behind a lot of like horror and sci-fi stuff. Um, so I'm great. pretty intimately familiar with a lot of the details. It of sounds like yeah, fever just right now for it just yeah. happens to be so. Well, it's so useful. And then, so what's really, my tr- really what's my a, prognosis? A doc? You think I'll be okay? Probably. I just need to kind of like eat applesauce and. You, you said know, your like tummy have, is still hurting. Have like clear broths. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably gonna die, and I think yeah. it's probably gonna hurt. <laughs> Okay, yeah. And is that, and I've never, and you know, I do know a lot about cabin fever, but I don't have good bedside manners. And is somebody going to at least try to finger bang me before that happens? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Again, well. the, the, the documented cases are few, but <laughs> that has happened in a good number of them. Yeah. <laughs> Statistically. Okay. Well, that's something to look forward to. That's not what we're here for today, is it? No, we're here to discuss a film that is. What I I think of this film 
as my generation's film. Okay, you know? yeah, that's you guys right. had yeah. Empire Records. We had this Empire is Records. our Empire Records. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's your Empire Records. Yeah, a mere five years later, and it's like it's got everything. It's got a soundtrack that is absolutely packed with Smash Mouth. Oh yeah, it is packed with Smash Mouth. All up and down Smash Mouth's catalog. We're talking Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. We're talking about that Monkeys cover of um, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, there's a surprising amount of Smash Mouth and no All-Star. <laughs> no, this is pre-All-Star. This is their debut album. Back when they like fit a soundtrack with... Who else is on this soundtrack? Well, there's a scene in the movie that just like blew my fucking mind where they're playing White Zombie which rules, and then Jennifer Love Hewitt walks in and they seamlessly transition to Sneaker Pimps, Six Underground. And it's one of the most incredible musical transitions I've ever experienced in my entire life. And (laughs) it just felt like so ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. That song specifically just felt like, oh, they're like, what are they doing? Here's some of the other things that are are up against Can't Get Enough of You, Baby by Smash Mouth. Blink-182's Damn It. Damn It. A classic. I read that Blink-182 uh, contributed Damn It to this soundtrack, and then while watching the movie, what's his name, Tom DeLong, came up with another song. <laughs> wow. Can I say something controversial yeah. about Blink-182? Yeah. Like a hot take. Please. Damn It is sung by the other guy. Okay, yeah. Mark Hoppus. Yeah. I think a Mark Hoppus vocal performance is much better than a Tom DeLonge vocal okay. performance wow jesus what is this the fucking joe rogan show we're gonna get fucking canceled i don't care i don't care <laughs> this is a hill i'll die on i think <laughs> i i w- way prefer a mark hoppus blink 182 song to a Don- tom delange blink 182 you song. know what I, i'll admit right now that i probably wouldn't be able to tell them apart i'm not like i'm not oh, you deep. would i'm not that you deep would blink. <laughs> i mean i didn't think i was either but i listened to this damn it song and i'm like wow give me more of this Okay. I think it's a little like saying you prefer like Paul McCartney songs to yeah, John Lennon. John songs. Lennon. Yeah. Well, the Blink is the Beatles of the 90s. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, that is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who else? Feeder? Feeder's um, Oh, man, fucking nobody cares. That Feeder song came on and I was like, this is Feeder's High. And I was watching it with my friend who's visiting and uh Sarah and they didn't care. And I was like, did you hear me? I just, from the opening bars of Feeder's High, pulled that it was Feeder's song High. There is no one else in the world who could do this. It's incredible. Third, You're in the presence of a fucking master. And they just did not blind give a shit. song that's <laughs> one that I don't know called the Graduate. Some, that's not, I mean, Graduate's one of their biggest hits. But there are like a few Third Eye Blind songs. Yeah. There's, yeah. of course, the replacement song, Can't Hardly Wait, which is the yeah. movie is named after. Incredible. What a good song, too. Do you see what I mean? This is our generation's... It's got all the hits. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised there's not a Our Lady Peace song on here, you know? Ugh, man, if only. <laughs> we were all so confused, you know? Yeah. When did this movie come out? Oh, 1998. Same as... 98. Shit. <laughs> Isn't that when Empire Records came out? Is it the same year? No, Empire Records is 95. Okay, all right. That makes but sense. still, just three short years later. Yeah. And we've got an entirely new ecosystem. It's beautiful. What's the show, and who are we, and what are we doing? It's the boys. Uh, it's uh, Strange Bedfellows. We talk about a romance, and this week we're talking about the classic, absolute fucking classic, rom-com for elder millennials. Yeah. Can't hardly wait. Middle-aged millennials, I would say. Yeah. Okay, You're an sure. elder millennial. I'm no, I'm Gen X. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I was born I hate in to tell you, buddy. 1979. I'm Gen X. I'm the te- I'm the last. I'm the last of a dying breed. Okay, I don't think you are. I think yeah. But I think by the laws of culture, the zeitgeist that you were technically a millennial. My and parents. I know it. I know it when I was in fucking middle school, my parents gave me a key to the house so I could let myself in when I got home. That is Gen X. They don't do that anymore. Middle school? I think I was in <laughs> elementary school. I think I was in fourth grade when my parents first did that. <laughs> Millennial age range. Okay. Are you ready for this? 1980 to 2000. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh! You're out. Sorry. You're a cusper, though. I'm a cusper, yeah. 1979. I was the last of a dying breed. The last of a great 
They don't make them like that anymore. You know what? Yeah. I'm, if anything, a young, uh, I am a pretty old millennial. Yeah. You're an elder millennial. It's literally what I said. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, here I am, the elder statesman of the millennial generation. I speak on their behalf and I say that this is our film. And it's, how about this? Yeah. And this is an old segment of ours. Is this a romance? No. Is this a romance? And you say I think no. This is, I think this is the offspring of the rom-com. And it's our first venture into the teen comedy. But it's so romantic. There's two uh, couples fall in love. Yeah, but I think the main thrust of the movie is who and how is Porking going to go down? Interesting. And I think that's what makes it a, a teen movie. Okay. A, la- a much lampoon teen movie. In fact, why don't we just watch Not Another Teen Movie next? Does that lampoon this in particular? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll believe you. I never saw it. I think your generation walked with movies like Empire Records so that my generation could run okay. with horny sex comedies for teens yeah. like Can't, Can't Hardly, Hardly Wait. Wait, which then- yeah. Just like a year later would give way to American Pie, which would redefine the entire The horniest genre. of all the sex comedies and probably the greatest American artistic artifact. And look at where we're, we're on this journey now. We're mapping this. Look at us. Yeah. We're like Shackleton. Yeah. We're a lot like here. Shackleton and his friend. Yeah. The guy with the glasses. <laughs> yeah. The Shackleton and the guy with the glasses. We're on the great ship Endurance right now, plowing through just mindlessly plowing through. Oh, it looks like the pack ice is getting a little harder. Should we keep going? Yeah, of course. It's freezing behind (laughs) us. Yeah. Oh, shit. I guess we gotta keep going. I'm the guy with the glasses. And I'm Shackleton. (laughs) What was... Okay, here we go. We're gonna have to shoot the ship's cat later. Um, No, we don't shoot the ship. Everyone survives. Yeah, okay. Jack, (laughs) haven't you fucking read all the books about it? Like, Like me? Yeah. All right. Who's who else is on the endurance? Shackleton's friend, best friend with the glasses. Shackleton's best friend has glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his name is Frank Wilde. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a cool name. He's, he's a stowaway, I think. I actually don't think Frank Wilde has glasses. Well, he, I, I think, think he was a stowaway. Else. That's a cool name, though. And there's a cat called like Mrs. Twitchins or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to find out? Yeah. Just Google Shackleton's cat. It's not rocket science. <laughs> Um, here we go. Mrs. Chippy. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) A male ship's cat. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just me, you, and Mrs. Chippy on the Great Ship Endurance, and we've plowed past the warm climbs of Empire Records into the chilly tundra of... Can't hardly wait, and soon America. And I've just and I've discovered who I am, and I'm Sir James Wordy. Okay. Oh, worthy. Yeah. 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 The the geologist. Okay. Jock Great. Wordy friends called me. Love. He's got glasses, and yeah, I think and he was fine. also Shackleton's best friend. Yeah. He had a lot of best friends. He was a cool yeah, dude. Shackleton, yeah. Shackleton's very. And that's cool. us right yeah, here on the us. on the the sort of tundra of the romance genre on the yeah. on the very like edges of it. Yeah. Honestly, dipping out of it. I think we've, out we've gone it. too far out into the, the pack far. ice, and we're in teen yeah. comedies now. We need to set up on Elephant Island, and I will um, lead it. It's a different sensation, wasn't it, yeah. watching this film? Yeah, it felt a little different. It was more a teen comedy. Seth Green is in it. He's so funny. Should we do our segment that's called... Uh, oh. Dramatic Persona. Yes, and let's start with Seth Green and his friends, because he plays a guy called Kenny something. Yeah, he's funny. It's funny. And he's this funny. is just something that my generation also just perfected, was yeah. this art form of, like, what if, like, a nerdy white guy yeah. was into, like, hip-hop? Yeah. And, like, spoke with, like, a A-A-V-E, you know? Like, wouldn't that yeah. be, like, hilarious? Yeah. And sort of dressed in a way that, like, definitely didn't quite work yeah i think he's got he he's has wearing like, like big like pants. raver goggles yeah he's a little yeah. bit confused his style is all play. over the place he does have a wonderful catchphrase in this mm. film think of all the good work we did there think of like eugene levy or um remember finding forrester i didn't see that one it's like my generation's like schindler's list okay and we got james bond to say you're the man now dog 
Oh, is that? And then we turned it into an entire like online empire. God, we're just so good at media, at at culture. Yeah, I don't think people. I think like everyone still fawns over Gen X and your contributions to culture and like you know Kurt Cobain in the '90s and like MTV, pretty good VH1 like. Un, what was it called? Untapped, unwired, unplugged, unplugged. Yeah, pretty good. But I think it's start. To, it's, I think it's time to start recognizing some of the millennial contributions to culture okay. and society. Well, the Smash Mouth telling me, <laughs> and Seth Green saying, "Why are you trying to waste my flavor?" <laughs> yeah, he's good in this movie. Why you gotta waste my flavor? Damn. He is very funny in this movie. So we should say Seth Green is in it. There's also like a shocking number of uh, people who cross over from the Buffy verse. Seth Green mm. being the most prominent. Is this a Whedon, a Whedon vehicle? Well, it seems like it. So here are all the people in this movie who are also in Buffy. Seth Green, Paige Moss, Eric Balfour, Amber Benson, Shannon Rowe, Clee Duvall, Nicole Bilderback, and Christopher Veal. Hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. I also yeah. think it's probably like it feels like late Ethan Embry. Is it? Yeah. Well, Don't you Ethan think? Embry. There's also a lot of crossover from Empire Records. Yeah, there is. You know what else? There's a lot of crossover. Six Feet Under. Massive amounts of crossover between this movie and Six Feet Under. Well, let's look at the director here. Yeah, Harry Elfont. Very famous. His <laughs> his picture on IMDb is a stolen watermarked image from Getty Images. Okay, perfect. <laughs> wow, what a lineup this guy's got. I'm sure we'll revisit him again. He did Leap Year. He did Maid of Honor. But then he did like Josie and the Pussycats. He did the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. What a journey this man's been on. But no connections that I can see to these other cinematic universes. Dharma is in this movie from Dharma and Greg. Yeah, she's I think an angel. She plays God. Yeah. Like in the Joan Osborne sense of the word. Yeah, in the Joan Osborne sense of the word. Like if God was one of us. Jason Siegel is in this movie. One of his Early earliest Jason roles. Early Jason Siegel. Yeah. Doing a, something funky with a watermelon. Nev Campbell is in a lot of these movies. But not this I'm one. I'm seeing on the IMDb page. She's in this one. Okay. Is she? She flirts with Mike Dexter late in the film. Okay. She's one we of We should two say women. what happens. Yeah. Uh, we I'm, should also just... say that Sabrina's, I think Sabrina's in this, right? Sabrina's Sabrina teenage. the Teenage Witch is in it. Yeah. Which is irrelevant to our other show, which you should check out, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It's called OGIF. Oh, God, it's Friday. And we do all the TGIF shows, and eventually we'll get to Sabrina. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But right now we're locked in to November of 1989, so it's going to be some time. Check it out anyway. Film debut of Jason Segel. Can I just say that real quick? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So let's uh, say what happens. Okay. How? We've taken to going back to doing it in a minute. Do you want to do that? I guess so, but I think it's probably your turn. There's no reason why it would be my turn. There's no reason why it would be my turn. Well, then it seems like we're at an impasse. Maybe we could uh, flip a coin or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, Online coin flipper. Here we go. Okay. And I'm going to go to one, too. How will I know that you're... um... I'm on flipsimu.com. Okay. I'm on that, too. And I'm gonna hit flip it, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna announce it. The second it resolves, I'm gonna announce it. Okay. Are you ready? But so I call it. That seems okay. Heads. Well, it's heads. What did you call? Heads. Well, I don't think okay. I don't think we did it right. <laughs> I flipped mine. What did you call? Tails. That it was tails. So this yes! hasn't helped. Oh, okay. Um, so we're tied. Let's just do thirty seconds each. Okay, and then you hand me the baton. Yeah. Let me hand you the baton. Okay. I'll start us I'll start us off. Okay. Are you ready? Who's yeah, starting I'm the ready. clock? I don't know who controls the clock when, when we're both doing I've got it. the clock. I we need a third it. party. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Go. High school is over. We're all gonna go off to college now. It's the biggest party of the year. It's the end of the year. Um everyone wants to get their what? And that's no exception for the lead character of the movie, who we forgot to mention in the Personas Dramatis, Dramatis Personae. All we mentioned was Seth Green's character, I think. Um, there's a whole other world of characters in the movie. Ethan Embry is the guy I'm talking about. He's going to go off to college the next day, so this party he needs to admit his love to Jennifer Love Hewitt. And time. 
So I think okay. I, I think got a good chunk of the movie in there. Um, the whole way through, um, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and her ex boyfriend are um, Mike Dexter. maybe going to get back together, but they don't because he's an asshole. And Ethan Embry um, does uh, eventually uh, fall. I can't remember what happens in this. <laughs> He um he struggles to to get like get it up to admit his love for Jennifer Love Hewitt and yeah and he's by got the such time wide he eyes. does by the yeah. time he does she's publicly broken up with Mike Dexter and everyone is right. trying their shot with her so yeah, including her she, cousin yeah so she dismisses him immediately yeah. so he is downtrodden meanwhile yeah. his best friend who is what's her face from that show that your generation's obsessed with. Yes. Six Feet Under. Yes. So Six Feet Under is, um, she gets locked in a bathroom with Seth Green. She's also in Party of Five, I think is where okay. I know her from. Yeah. She gets locked in a bathroom with Seth Green. And that's the She gets the locked in the yes. scene and they're, So they're childhood friends, but they grew apart when Seth Green decided that he wanted to like be like a hip hop guy. Yeah. Or like a raver or like. Unclear something. what it is. Yeah. Um, and they have um, relations. It's kind of cute. They do it in the bathroom, and yeah. then their boyfriend and girlfriend. That's and cute. And that's pretty much it. Uh, Ethan Embry meets an angel. That's pretty much it. There's like a dork who's like trying to sabotage Mike Dexter, the cool guy, and they end up kind of being buddies, and it's nice. And Clarissa explains it all is there, and she wants everyone to sign her yearbook. And she's funny, too. And there's a band. Love I don't remember Burger. what they're called. Love Burger. Classic movie. Um, we have Classic time- movie. I think we have time for a quick name generator before we take a break. Okay. Do you want to do that? Yeah, please. So at the beginning of the film, um, they show everybody's yearbook entry. And everybody has uh, activities. They have three activities. And then they have their future plans. And they have a quote. So mm-hmm. I thought we could do, what is your... Yearbook. 90s yearbook. What is your 90s yearbook? I didn't have a 90s yearbook. I had a 2002 yearbook, which is close. Okay, yeah. So we just, we need to generate three activities. We need to generate some future plans, and we need to generate a quote. I don't. And know everybody can, can play along. I don't home. know if there's any engine capable of that. Can you well, think of any? <laughs> now that you mentioned it, Tanner, I do. Everybody head on over to Makaroo. I hope you have it bookmarked by now. Get yourself. I, a, I bought myself a Chromebook that I just use. I call it the Makaroo book because I'm. It's just Hell dedicated yeah. solely to Makaroo. All right, what do we got? So here are the fields we need: activity one, activity two, Makaroo.com, folks who are playing along at home, and activity three. Then we need future plans, and then we need a quote. Do you think it can generate a quote, or is that too powerful, even for Makaroo? Um, I think it can probably generate a name that we can take to Google and search alongside the word quote. Okay, that's smart. So, uh, as an example, um, I think Ethan Embry's yearbook says his activities are literary journal, honor society, and swimming. His future plans are Dartmouth College, and his quote is, beware of all enterprises that require clothes. And then... Uh, six feet under her yearbook uh, activities are none. Future plans are NYU, and quote is a true friend stabs you in the front. Oscar Wilde. So that's oh, the yeah. type of thing that we're trying to get for ourselves here. Something like that. Something that would not look out of place in our '90s yearbook and won't embarrass us when when it gets pulled out later and everybody looks at it. And Oscar Wilde is a character in the book we're reading right now. Um, construction role. Okay, so as, this is for activity one. Mm-hmm. Or construction, construction yeah, heavy equipment. Great. I think construction r- role probably works. Okay. Yeah, sure. We'll just have to like, oh, maybe uh, construction subcontract category is going to get where we need to go. Construction subcontract. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we want okay. both of those. And then we probably want well, construction trade too, right? Okay. So we're just going to do all the construction stuff. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have to but it just seems like three ripe categories right there. No, that seems fine to me. I'm fine with that. Okay, that's great. Yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, future plans. Now, this is going to be tricky. Okay, yeah. So th- for them, it was just a college. It's, it's a college. Is college in here? We could do fake company name. We could do um, state and then just find the, the college that's in that state. I think we should find a job, and then that's our future plans. No, I would like to go to college. 
Well, why don't you pick university then? Oh, there is a university field in here. Like we're going to skip college. No, I'm going to pick a university and then I'm going to add a field and it's going to be major. Oh, that's great. Okay. I like that a lot. Okay. It's, it's going to, instead of future plans, it's going to be college and major. Okay. So you've got university and then we're picking, how do we get our major? I think I just, I'm going to go back to construction trade. Okay. Well, you can do that. I'm going to do, I'm going to do stock industry. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to do stock industry too. So we need a quote. And so I think what we'll do here is, is our workaround for this, where we'll pick a movie title, and then we will go to Wikipedia, find the lead actor in that movie, or the main character in that movie, and search quotes for them. Okay. I love that. Okay. What a good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm in. Okay. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm generating. Yeah, I'm generating. So remind me the format. What this is what this is some of the activities we had in high school. Yeah. Some of the clubs we were involved in, some of the, like sports, theater, yeah. that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So do you want to I guess do you want me to just tell you my um Oh, I remember. We were close friends. But yeah, okay. you, I mean, this is we're, you know, we're at yeah, the yearbook is... office together. We're here to like announce our yearbook. Yeah. Content. I so I'm ready and everybody knows. <laughs> everybody yeah. knows me. I'm the crazy like raver kid. Um, but like sure. I'm smart, you know, like I'm into poetry and I'm sensitive and shit. Yeah. Um, very handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, most Not likely relevant. to continue to be handsome all the way into his forties voted. Oh, I guess it is relevant. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I'm most well known for is that, you know, me, I'm always down at the painting and vinyl wall covering shop. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. Doing painting and vinyl wall covering. I know that. It's right next to the rebar and wire mesh install shop. Oh, yeah. And that's your one, right? Yeah. But that's not the only thing I do. I, You know, like, I'm one of these folks who wants to have, like, a it's lot not of who shit you are. on my college application. You know, a lot of activities. And so, obviously, I'm going to put the second thing I'm most well known for, which is uh, Boilermaker. Yes. Oh, I love your... You make <laughs> such a good Boilermaker. <laughs> <laughs> um and those will get those will knock you on your ass jack's boilermakers you, you know me jack the, you know they always say it comes in threes and and when they see jack he's either doing painting and vinyl wall covering he's working on a boiler or he's uh down with the boys doing a little bit of rf shielding after school remind me what that is <laughs> <laughs> rf shielding you don't know what that is um i mean i know but just remind me or remind you know remind someone yeah it's short for radio frequency shielding uh it's uh, oh like hacker hack proof yeah i didn't know you were into that stuff that's cool yeah yeah very cool stuff so that's those are my main activities and what what are your activities these that, that you've got i mean i know <laughs> well i mean as you as you know i'm i'm often right next door to you at the rebar and wire mesh installation yes facilities yeah, often see you there <laughs> I just love that stuff, you know? I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Um, I love how difficult it is to work with and how often you kind of get scraped up and cut when you're trying to work with something like wire mesh. You yeah. Know? I love that rush. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm not busy doing that, I'm usually busy laying pipe, if you know what okay. I mean. Okay, I do. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Literally pipe laying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because uh, that's one of the like guilds I belong yeah. to. <laughs> uh-huh. At our high school. And then, of course, you know I love estimating. I'm always estimating. I'm walking around just, like, estimating, like, the number of, like, beans in jars or, like, how many kids do you think are in this hallway right now? I, you know, I guess. (laughs) Not really, like, a club, but definitely, like, an interest, you know? Well, given all that, I would imagine that you have probably pretty similar. Are we going to go to the same college? I hope so. I think so. I, I mean, I'm waiting to hear back if I was accepted. Let me Let me look up their acceptance rate. Oh, boy. It's only 30 to 40%. Okay, that's pretty good. Let me look up Harvard's. 5%. Okay. So actually, I think I probably do have a really good shot of My acceptance into... rate is 70%. So I, that makes me think that we're not going to the same school. Oh, boy. You're not going to Komazawa University, the oldest university in Japan in the heart of Tokyo? I wish I were, but I applied early admission to the Instituto Politecnico de Viana do Castello. Oh, in Vienna? Uh, no, I think it's in um, Portugal. Is that Italian or? Oh, that was it's Portuguese. in Portugal. Yeah. 
Wow, you got to work on your Portuguese accent. That's a shame. We're going to be on the other side of the world from one another. Yeah. But at least we'll be studying the same thing. Yes. No, certainly. Should we just say it all at once? Yeah. Uh, all together? All right, ready? One, two, three. Major consumer non-durables. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> what? What happened to your love for consumer non-durables? <laughs> you know me, man. This college, has been our just... whole like high school <laughs> career. We've been talking nonstop about our dream of getting into consumer non-durables together. We had a pact. Remember, it was like by the time by the night of the big party, we both have to have like taken the first step into the like our journey into consumer non-durables. I think my one is just like it's a joke. You know, it's like a wink wink major pharmaceuticals, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone knows I'm going to be studying consumer non-durables for real. Yeah. Which you would understand better if you read my um senior quote. Right. Okay. Yes. And I of course was too distracted thinking of my own senior quote, one of yeah. my favorite quotes that I of course, didn't have a chance to read yours. Remind me what it said. Well, it's from my favorite movie, um, Cargo, the 2017 Australian post-apocalyptic horror movie. drama film. Yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and the quote from Cargo that I chose to be my senior quote is, oh, this, this is just quotes about Cargo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that's, and that's what you wanted, right? Yeah, the, I remember the yearbook guy was like, "This is just a quote about cargo," and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> My senior quote is um, from Soren Sku, and it is: "When we talk about smart transportation, it is more than moving cargo from A to B. Digitization within transport and logistics means seamless service to our customers, visibility in the supply chain, and driving a more efficient business." Okay, <laughs> and that has something to do with the zombie film Cargo. Or no? I think I misunderstood the assignment. I don't remember it being like a highly quotable movie. Yeah, so that's why I took the... um, Yeah, that's why I had that other quote about about moving cargo. And it's, you know, it's it's beautiful. And it's just who I am. And what's what's going on with you? Um, Did you get a quote from a movie as well? Oh, yeah. As you know, I'm going to Komazawa University, Tokyo's oldest university. I will be studying consumer non-perishable goods. Was that it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh consumer non-durables yeah and i do have a quote in my yearbook um sort of related to because i Those i thought passions. we were just both fully into consumer yeah. non-durables but um it's from my favorite uh writer a tour uh-huh. uh gary j tunnicliffe an english writer uh-huh burntwood uh, england does he a, a screenwriter um, well, actually, most of his credits are um, for the makeup department. He has 106 makeup department credits on IMDb okay. and just 10 writing credits. Okay. So I wouldn't describe him as a screenwriter. No, I would <laughs> More describe of a him as a guy. makeup artist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is one of my favorite pieces. I mean, this is a quote from one of my favorite things that he's written. Okay. Unless you want to taste her blood. Feel her freshly raised flesh against your own. You'll sit in silence. We have no desire for you. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's that? Is that from a movie? 2011's Hellraiser Revelations. <laughs> okay. I think a, yeah. a late direct-to-TV or direct-to-video sequel. Prequel, I think. Okay. Of the Hellraiser saga. Um, and and let's and that one really let's look at out to you, huh? makeup artist Gary Tunnicliffe's uh, other writing credits include Hellraiser Judgment, Hellraiser okay. Debtor, Winter's Lament, mm-hmm. Hellraiser Prophecy. Um, okay, and that's it. And a lot of makeup. That's mostly it. Well, that's really beautiful. I'm sorry we won't be going to the same school, uh, but you know, never forget uh, our passion for consumer durables. Non-durables. That will always non-durables. Be non-durables. non-durables. <laughs> oh shit. Um, let's uh, take a quick break and come back talk more about this movie and now a word from our sponsor BetterHelp um a dilly dilly my lord (laughs) oh hey it's Evil Jack here I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot 
Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, Like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly. Um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Um, okay, well, we don't have a ton. Well, we should say this. the uh, There's aliens in the movie, isn't it? <sighs> yes. There's aliens in the movie, and it buries the lead. It's a science because it's fiction like, it's a film. science fiction thriller, and the movie wants us to care about like whether these teens are going to have sex or fall in love or not. But mm-hmm. uh, there's aliens, and it's much more important than anything that happens in their petty little lives, as we've learned that there's though, aliens. Though you wouldn't know it from watching the film, yeah, that it's important because no, no one seems to really give it much. No one talks room. about it. There's these two characters who are like super into the X-Files and at the end of the movie after the credits they literally get abducted by aliens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And isn't that something? I can't believe we jumped William. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't go into the party. It probably sucked anyway. Probably. Those people are totally boring. Yeah. This town is so lame. Tell me about it. Nothing exciting ever happens here. I guess maybe I don't know why the filmmakers decided to show us and no one else because I guess maybe in the narrative universe of the film which again is tied to so many other narrative universes including including the entire Buffy universe yeah these characters no one saw them be disappeared yeah I guess not but it's only uh, only we saw that it's quite a bomb to drop at the end of this movie where you're like oh I'm so pleased that Ethan Embry got the girl and then it's like no there's aliens (laughs) and they're abducting Two children yeah. were taken. He does get the girl. Um, yes. Even though they spend the entire movie not speaking to one another. Yeah. She does realize that she is in love with him. Yeah. So they're going to get together. And the Barry Manilow. Yeah, Barry Manilow plays a pretty big, significant... I don't know if he like paid or his like, publicists <laughs> are just really savvy or something, but he yeah. plays a pretty big part in this film. Yeah. There's a lot of Barry Manilow. I was thinking we could send you into the uh, vast expanse of, of future dystopia to uh, no. languish. <laughs> Arbiter Tanner, it's so nice to see you. I hope we haven't interrupted anything. Hello, Jack. You have, actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was at a bris. <laughs> oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't my bris. It was like a friend's okay. newborn yeah. So I don't think I'll be missed. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm sure it's suspicious that I suddenly disappeared and was replaced by someone who looks and acts exactly like me, except it's from... <laughs> the past. Several millennia in the past, yeah. I think. Well, <laughs> 
We're glad to have you here. Uh, what we like to do, and we'll try to do it fairly fast, is run through some of the positive, negative, and middling reviews of this film, and you can dispense judgment on the reviewers and whether they're being fair-minded. Oh, I would love to. Okay, there it is. This is going to be an especially harsh punishment today. <laughs> okay. Because I'm yeah, well, feeling angry, feeling fired up. There's some bad boys today. Um, yeah. It's a little segment that we call On the One Hand. And um, the first part of the segment is also confusingly called On the One Hand, and it's where we talk about right. the uh, positive reviews. Of the it's book. like um, Lord of the Rings, you know? Like, everyone's just like, oh, I love the book Lord of the Rings. It's like, what yeah. do you mean? You mean you love the book Fellowship of the Rings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, fuck you if you say that. <laughs> and this is sort of the same thing, except you would be right. Yeah, you would be right. And yeah. Tolkien should have just called the first one The Lord of the Rings. He should have, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Modern fantasy trilogy tropes. Like, you'd have to call the first one Lord of the Rings, and then the second one would have to be called, like, either Lady of the Rings or, like, Lord of the... Oh, yeah. Something else, you know? Lord of the, like... Lord of the... The, the Bells. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Lord of the Bells. That's good. Or, yeah. like, Duke of the Peregrines. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be bad. And also, like... The problem with modern fantasy epics is no one re- ever remembers what the name of the actual epic is. No. Yeah. I mean, what's the Brandon Sanderson one? Way of Kings. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. But it's I not. know that the, it's book, called the, the first Stormlight book is called Archive. Of... Yeah. Yeah. And who could ever remember who that? Who could remember that? Um, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about these fairly positive reviews. On July 5th, 2008, Han H gave this film four stars. And Han um, says, I don't have any guesses. Han Holden. <laughs> Han Holo says, this is so my life story. When will I find Maya, man? You're telling me, Han. Yeah. yeah. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> he must be He must be an elder millennial like me. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. it just feel like a, it's like putting on like a nice sweater, putting this, watching this movie. God, my life was so like this. I mean, I didn't look as old as Ethan Embry when I was in high school. He's, he's aged out. If Han, I don't want to nitpick, but if Han thinks that his life story is exactly the same as the life story of Ethan Embry's character in this movie. Yeah, mine too. And yet he has not found his Amanda, which is the primary, the the oh, finding right. of and well, maybe he's capturing still in his arc. of Amanda is the primary thing that happens to Ethan Embry in this movie. He's still, <laughs> I think, I think Han is probably 38 years old and he's still being, he's still waiting to be invited to that party. Yeah. Where like he's going to meet his, it's going to happen. His Amanda, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, that's possible. Maybe he was, he means that his life story is the Seth Green character and he's locked in a bathroom and this is a cry for help. He's like, I only have access to rotten tomatoes. Maybe we've all been locked in a bathroom. (laughs) People will know to come and let me out of the bathroom. On March 21st, 2011, Justin M gave this film 3.5 stars, which feels unfair and a little bit parsimonious. Half stars? Yeah. Three and a half. It's so performative. I know. Give me a break. But he says, I liked it, and I don't care who knows. Well, you do care. You do, you don't you? Because you wanted to say it's not were, a five-star movie. If, if you, you were, were an evangelist for the yeah. film. Yeah. What's this guy's name? Justin? Justin M. Oh, it's my cousin, Justin Is McGraw. It? Okay. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. An accountant in yeah. Minnesota. God, okay. I, just, I knew it, Justin. I knew you didn't like this movie. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> If you liked it, you'd be an evangelist for it. You'd rate it five stars, yeah. and you'd be telling you'd rate it everyone. Five stars. Uh, yeah. And I've known you our, our entire lives, and you've never once mentioned the movie. Can't never even wait. mentioned it. Come on. This is how you tell me? <laughs> you've mentioned the movie Slapshot a lot. <laughs> really? Sure. Okay. This is a segment within a segment we like to call On the Fence Hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Yang J gave this film three stars on November 25th. 2013, Yang Jae says the following thing about Can't Hardly Wait. A school movie, but not as good as the last one. <laughs> See, look something up real quick. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Yang Jae? Which one specifically do you mean? Like, we don't live in your fucking head, man. <laughs> Sequel? <laughs> um, the last one you watched? <laughs> I guess maybe I'll search what is can't hardly wait a spiritual. Okay, perfect. Sequel. A squeakquel. Yeah, say squeakquel. 
day oh wow so it's it's one of three things one of three okay. films that i think he's talking about what was his yeah. name jian yang j yang j mm-hmm. dazed and confused okay is one possibility it's a great movie clueless fantastic movie is another one mm-hmm. and then apparently the only other film that the pair of harry elfont and deborah kaplan made before this one and i think this is probably what he's talking Yang about talking about yeah is a very brady sequel uh, okay yeah that's, that's their only other credit classic all-time classic um 1996 marsha brady harder to get into than a pearl jam concert one of the great lines of cinema <laughs> wow and you you actually you're you're not only familiar with the, you're not only like aware of the film but you're deeply familiar with it <laughs> i don't know why that popped into my head <laughs> Okay, Yang Jay. Yeah, so it's not as good as a very Brady sequel. Fair enough. Jack agrees with you on that. Sounds like. On March 8th, 2008, John D. gave this film 2.5 stars with the following John review. Deere. John Deere. John Deere. <laughs> John Deere says of this film, I think I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> 2.5 stars. Pretty sure true, I've seen it. True words have never been spoken, John Deere. <laughs> Crushed it. No notes. (laughs) This is a segment within a segment we like to call On the Other Hand, uh, where we talk about the negative reviews of the film. Robert W. gave this film half a star on March 24th, 2011. Robert W. says, I can feel sick forming in my mouth. The 1980s teen college film died out, but this didn't. And it's 1998. Give this a miss. Here's what I think about Robert W. Do you know Toad from the X-Men comics? Ooh, No. He was a bad guy mutant who okay. his thing was that he had toad like qualities. Okay. Um and I think like he could spit like bile. Okay. And when Robert says he feels sick forming in his mouth, it's interesting because yeah. it's like I think oh, okay. sick, sick like, often make, comes from like ready. the stomach and comes yeah. up through the mouth, but he, his is produced in the mouth and it must be like offensive, you know? It's that, or he has necrofasciitis, because uh, that's kind of what I felt uh, and it's, around it's this going time around. yesterday. Yeah, and it's going around. Yeah. You should get that looked into. Actually, I looked it up. You don't need to get it looked into. Like the no, the, the mortality rate is through the roof. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're supposed to like stay in place and quietly die. Whatever, like official government medical website I went to to look this up very helpfully was like, "There's nothing you can do about this." <laughs> Just make like try to make God. yourself as comfortable as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good. That's uh, exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. So sorry about that, Robert W. It'll pass. Edwin T. on July 8th, 2010, gave this film one star and says the following thing. Talk about bile forming in the mouth. Wow, this is a zinger. He says, great poster. Shame about the movie. Wow. What's the poster <laughs> look like? It's like just a teen movie poster, I think. Yeah, they're all just sort of like, it's like, oh, I know what I'm getting with this. It's an ensemble cast. Yeah, if you looked at the poster Everyone's for this on movie the poster. and you expected anything other than the movie you got, I don't know what to tell you, Edwin. <laughs> it is a good poster. He's right. Yeah. It is and, a it's a movie, and it's a good Edwin. movie, Edwin. <laughs> on December 12th, 2009, super reviewer Wahida K, who I kind of think we've run into before, gave oh, this film. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Gave this film one star, Wahida K, and you can see why Wahida K is a super reviewer when you hear this review. Here's what Wahida says. I thought this movie would be funny and all, but after like 30 minutes, I thought I can hardly wait for the end credits. <laughs> you And I think you didn't give Wahida a fair shake there, Jack. Can you why? take another run at it? You like stumbled in a way that like... After like 30 minutes, I thought I can't hardly wait for the end credits. Is that better? Yeah. Because I was gonna take, I was gonna take issue with with the structure of Wahida has a ton of typos in their review, and so it was very difficult for me to read it. I I already gave call Wahida. the cops. What do you want? Okay, yeah. Message came through. It was yeah. a good burn. Wahida was one of a number of people who tried to make can't hardly wait jokes, but did it most effectively of everyone that I saw. I tell you what, I watched the movie and I thought, I can't hardly wait to discuss this with my best friend Jack because it's such a good time. Same, yeah, exactly. 
Wahida. Finally, on April 9th, 2008, Ingrid H. gave this film 1.5 stars and says the following. You know what? What's that Hemingway thing? Two, you know, two baby shoes and nobody wore the oh, shoes because yeah. the baby died. Baby's dead. Baby's dead. <laughs> Baby's dead. Don't need the shoes anymore. Famous <laughs> sad story. Short story. Shortest sad short story. Baby died. Yeah. Don't need these shoes anymore. <laughs> Anyway, you somehow made it longer, <laughs> but said nothing. Okay, more. what about this? Added nothing more. I think this is going to be even shorter than his. Baby died. Free shoes? Question <laughs> mark. No, it's not even free shoes. <laughs> it's a pair of baby shoes sitting My one's on like a stoop with a little cardboard <laughs> sign behind it that says "free." <laughs> And it's I not a New Yorker cartoon. And... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it should be. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna submit that to the New Yorker every day until they accept. <laughs> this is what Ingrid H said, and it's the equivalent of that. It's a modern equivalent of that. She says in her 1.5 star review, "My mom made me return this to Blockbuster because there was too much foul language." Okay, I don't believe you. <laughs> what what date what date was that posted? April 9th, two thousand eight. When was the last blockbuster? Ingrid when H, we're on to you. Was the last You know what? I think there were and blockbusters I, 2008. I think there was too because it's when I moved to New York City. Yeah. And in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, there was like a solitary blockbuster still operating when when Jim and I first moved to the city. There you we go. went there. 2014 is when the last one closed, okay. but obviously so, it was All right, Ingrid H. But that's it's just Fine. such a sad like that means that she and her mom sat down to watch the movie and watched like I don't know when is the first big swear in the movie <laughs> like opening lines yeah man they love the the bad f word yeah they do love the bad f word in this movie yeah lots of swearing well lucky she presumably avoided having to watch the scene where like Seth Green is looping himself up in the bathroom yeah he does a thing which I don't know if it's right I don't yeah I'm like a married man and I had it's not something I've had to worry about for a long time yeah but he thinks it might be in his best interest to get the condom on in advance in advance, yeah, he, he excuses himself to the bathroom upstairs, <laughs> yeah, to put on a condom in advance just to be ready in case like, yeah, intercourse happens like instantly. You tell Special K what he can do to make you feel better. Come to the pool house with me. Of course I will. Anything for you, baby. Just, just wait right here once. I'll be, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. He'll do. All right, bathroom pee, underarm check, breakfast shirt. Yeah, hold up. Do I put on a Jimmy hat now? <laughs> no, that ain't gonna work. Which it almost does for him several yeah. times. Yeah, and then does. And then and then does does. So hey, who are we to complain about his process? It seems like it worked great. That makes me like wonder if I was doing it wrong the whole time. You know, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be totally honest with you. In t- 2002, when I was graduating from high school, going to a cool party to have sex was not way outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Arbiter Tanner, who do you dispense your kisses to? Um, uh, J- Jiang? Yang J. Yang J. A school movie, but not as good as the last one. The guy who likes the very Brady sequel. Yeah, and I, okay. th- I just... This one's for you, Jack, because I know you. It sounds like you <laughs> agree. It sounds like you're a huge fan of a Brady, a very always Brady quoting sequel. it. My friend Jack is always quoting a very Brady sequel. That the that Pearl Gem line may actually be from the first Brady movie. So don't <laughs> don't hold me to that. Um, okay, you can go back to the Briss. I hope it's not raided by the future police. <laughs> Why would it be? I don't know. It just sounds like it's a real dystopia out there. <laughs> I'm on the future police force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Goodbye. Tanner, welcome back. Thank you. I was at a bris. It was yeah. lovely. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, That's pretty much all the time we have for today. Do we, Let's do burns, because there's one really good burn. Okay, let's do burns. I don't have a burn, so we can just really dwell on your burn. It's our... <gasps> 
Word of the week. Um, and I didn't have one. I just didn't capture one. And I'm not trying to force it. Kenny Fisher is the name of Seth Green's character. He's the yeah. only character we've introduced yeah. by name or mm-hmm. at all in this movie. Yeah. And he is a dork. Yeah. And he's like a hip hop guy. Like Ali G. Cool dude. But surprisingly self-aware, uh, at the 10 minute and 12 second mark, he says to his other like white hip hop friends. Yeah. Yo, I gotta have sex tonight. I mean, peep this. It's say here 92% of honeys at UCLA sexually active. 92% of women in Los Angeles at UCLA walking around going, class or sex? What shall I do? 92%, yo. You know what that means, don't you? And then some character called Richie Coolboy, and I could have played that fucking part, <laughs> yeah. says, and Kenny Fisher says, That means I got some 92% chance to embarrass him. <laughs> What's up, yo? She'd be like, you don't know 20 different ways to make me call you Big Papa? Because I don't, yo. <laughs> so it's a self-burn, and it's a good one, and it's, you know, he's... It's beautiful. He's aware of his shortcomings, but he's doing his best. Role of a lifetime for Seth Green. Role of a lifetime. No. I mean, I just like, I mean, folks will have heard the Can't Hardly Wait version of that, because um, I pulled a clip, certainly, right. unless I've gotten real lazy, which one day it's going to happen. Folks, it's not fun pulling those clips, let me tell you. But, it's not uh, fun, but I hope you don't do it here, because I put zero but, emotion into it. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, listening to you struggle through that line read was just eye opening. <laughs> it's and not how easy. good he is at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't struggling through. I was rushing through because I know you're just gonna <laughs> put the actual audio th- over it. <laughs> really beautiful, really beautiful movie. This is a fun movie. I don't know if we've said that. It's super fun. I've watched it like probably seven times, and I've always enjoyed it. Let's go, boys. Time is honey, is what he says, too. God, he's such a good character. And he says, what's the context for him saying, why are you trying to waste my flavor? It's so good that he says it. It's great. It's a great thing to say. Why are you trying to waste my flavor? It's Richie Coolboy. Yeah. (laughs) Again, he's having some kind of fight with Richie Coolboy. At some point, he says, those shoes to a character named Denise. Okay. Oh, that's six feet under. Okay, yeah. And she says, what? And he says, do they serve an orthopedic function? What a good movie. Everybody has to go watch it. I'd like to thank you, Tanner, very much for bearing with me this week. Yeah, of course. I would like to thank the B-Babies. Go Hot Dogs. We were talking about this before we even started recording, but apparently they're called the Hot Dogs. I don't think so. I think You know what it is? I think they're called the Something Dogs. They're called like the Prairie Dogs, and their nickname is the Hot Dogs. Don't look it up. We don't have time. I was just winding up. (laughs) Too late. We're leaving. Okay. Just don't make me pull another clip. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. All right. I'm I'm out. I'm out. Say it. Say it. If you got it, I you can't, got it. I can't find any information. At some point, uh, is Clarissa explains it all the same as Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes. At some point, okay, that explains. I had a like, real namespace collision going on in my brain there. <laughs> uh, at some point, she says, go hot dogs. Yeah. Okay. And here's the clip that Jack pulled. <laughs> I was trying to get out of it. You're the one who dragged us <laughs> back in. fast. There's nothing to say. <laughs> I would like to thank you, Tanner, very much for bearing with me. I'd like to thank the Bee Babies and the Sex Bugs so very much for bearing with us. We do love and kiss you every single day. Yeah. Um, I would like to if remind... If I had it my way. I would like to remind folks that uh, you got to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. It's a great way to support the show. Um, and it's also a whole other podcast that you get. So thank you to everybody who has subscribed to our Patreon. We appreciate you. And um, we are putting out what I think is a pretty fun show for folks who are interested in joining the Fry Babies. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Please join our Facebook group. It's Baby Nation on Facebook. Recommend the show to a friend. Why not? Everybody likes movies. <laughs> Come on. And sometimes books. Yeah, like next week. books. Yeah, that's an excellent transition. This week we watched a movie. The movie we watched was called Can't Hardly Wait. Next week we're going to be reading a dang book, aren't we? And mm-hmm. another book. And we're going to have a special guest. Marissa Flaxbart from the Sweet Valley Diaries is going to be joining us to discuss A Rogue of One's Own. Yes, a steamy Regency romance full of, well, I'm only about halfway through so far. Yeah, but... pretty steamy. There's dicks in it, yeah. There's dicks in it. Yeah, folks. It, yeah. 
say no more. <laughs> yeah. All that remains is for me to say that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And I hope that you find your embery ever after. God, I wish. <laughs> we might be childhood friends and I might drive you around the bed.